Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Lakers were swept. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast. Always appreciate you being here for us. Tom, it's tough. I mean, I've been going hard trying to give LeBron, trying to give him that even ground with Jordan in the all-time debate, the all-time debate. Tough to do when you're getting swept, man. I know we don't like to talk about when Michael didn't win and when he lost in the Eastern Conference semis or didn't get to the Eastern Conference finals. We tend to forget all of that because we love Michael Jordan, but tough to defend LeBron when he's getting swept by the Denver Nuggets. That's a tough one for me. Yeah, I don't think every time LeBron fails at something or Kobe or any other basketball player whose name isn't Michael Jordan that we have to go to that level to try and find something negative. He's always taking teams to finals, whether it's the NBA finals or the conference finals. And he's done it since coming out of high school, and which is something Michael Jordan couldn't do. It's always a fun debate because people do like to think that, that it's just a normal thing in sports. People like to think that the greatest ever is from their generation and therefore their generation will not be irrelevant not realizing that we spend, on average, uh, 70 to 80 years on this earth, and most of it will be irrelevant, (laughs) whether sports or not. But uh, I think that when you're a Laker fan and you didn't pay attention to the season for the first half and you did other things because you couldn't even name half the guys on the Lakers and they were so awful, that it ended up being a bittersweet season. All of a sudden... Near the end of the season, it's appointment television. they got to try to get into the playoffs. Then you have Chris Mannix saying, hey, they're going to the Western Conference Finals. The one guy other than me <laughs> saying, these guys have a team good enough to go to the Western Conference Finals. And they did. So they gave their fans something to cheer for. And NBA fans who hate the Lakers, something to cheer against, especially Clipper fans all the way through to the Western Conference Finals. So I think it was a very satisfying year after that awful start that they had. It's a good way to look at it. You could really debate that they overachieved. They yeah. overachieved. They blew up the roster. They got rid of Russell Westbrook. They you know, Hachimura comes alive. Austin Reeves, hell of a player. Uh, then Anthony Davis actually did come alive when it mattered most in the yeah. postseason. He, he was incredible. Well. He was. He did play well in the postseason. He was post-season. not a top-five player. Uh, until the end of the year, and then turned it on. They did a nice job. I'm a Darvin Ham guy overall. I think he did a decent job motivating him. It's a tough job, but LeBron, you know, the early criticism in his career when he only had Booby Gibson, and he deferred to Booby, and Dirk (laughs) Nowitzki beat him, and then, you know, getting blown out by the Spurs, and a couple of the the moments. You know, when you think of LeBron James. when he's a teenager. When you think of LeBron James' greatest moments, you know, one of the greatest moments we forget was in the bubble. I, I give a lot of credit to that championship yeah. Yeah. because of how difficult it was to just be a human being yeah. in the bubble. And he won it. People discounted it. No, it was hard to do. There were no fans. I get that. But it was hard to do. And that was a great moment. And then his other great moment was the block against Andre Iguodala with the Warriors when he led the came back from the Warriors. Other than that, you really got to dive deep into the great moments of LeBron James in postseason history, the Heatles, what he's done with the Heat. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember iconic moments as easy as I did with Magic playing center against Philadelphia, winning his first championship, Bird 
and unbelievable bird iconic moments. Elijah Wan and what he did with Houston. It's hard to dig down and remember what were the LeBron top five moments in postseason history. This could have been one. This could have been one taking out Denver yeah. and doing it. And they got swept. And that's going to stay Ooh. with a lot of fans who don't think he's Michael Jordan. Well, I'll tell you what the Michael Jordan of betting sites is. BetOnline.ag. Head there right now or wait till the end of the podcast and head there then. How about that? And it's the place to go. Do you think that the Miami Heat can get up off the canvas? Or is it the Boston Celtics that need to get up off the canvas and win the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, whichever team you think might win, go put some cheese on it at betonline.ag. You got the NFL futures. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Get some great odds on the Jets. (laughs) Yeah, right. There should be huge odds on the Jets. The Jets have stunk all my life, and they're going to stink again. It doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, or Boomer Esiason, or Vinny Testaverde as the quarterback with the New York Jets. They will always stink. I digress. Bet online is the place to go for the NBA, the NFL, NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs, no matter what you want to bet on. Horse racing, down the stretch they come at Belmont, which is coming up soon. You can go to betonline.ag. And bet on sports. If you don't bet on sports, you got to start right now. How about a new vice? Wagering on sports. Do it at Bet Online, where the game starts. I, I just think a lot of times you're, uh, you're you're staring at the wart on Lincoln's face rather than recognizing what an amazing person Lincoln was and the historical figure that he was. Same thing with LeBron when you're trying to look for chinks in the armor. Yeah, you know you're you're being joyless. Uh, yeah, seminal moments. One of the things about his style, his Magic Johnson type style, is the triple double machine that he is. Or he's always near a triple double. He's he's hustling for the rebounds. He's getting assists. He's blocking shots. There's so much more to his game than just having an amazing slam dunk or a block over Iguodala or it's etc. The the uh, it's it's the overall body of work and the style of play that he has and his ability to do another thing that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell and others weren't able to do. And that is to play at this level at this age. I agree. That's his number one part of not the number yeah. one, but at the top two or three points of LeBron's life as a basketball player is his body. Yeah. And, and part strength. of being great, JT, is. And sometimes it's not within your own control. Longevity. Yeah, I heard someone on the radio, I forget who exactly it was, a couple of days ago said, you know, the only way that LeBron can get back in this conversation with Jordan is at the very back end of his career, which he is at now. He's at the back, back end of this career. Uh-huh. If he could win two or three more, I think that's what, like one more I can see. Two or three more, I doubt it because he'll be playing after when Jordan was when he retired and he was winning championship if he's able to do that, and he'd still be the best player or the second best player on the team, that would be incredible. That would be similar to Jordan winning with the Wizards, which he had no chance to do. The Lakers give him a brand and a bigger opportunity to win, but I wanted to discuss LeBron getting swept because I wonder how he's going to behave here in the offseason. Because even Kobe, who we both respect, had an offseason when he talked about wanting to be traded. And that was a big topic in Los Angeles. And LeBron's at that point where after the game, he mentioned, he kind of insinuated it could be retirement. He has some 
time to think about it. All aging guys say that from Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Tom Brady. LeBron deserves to be in that category. Derek Jeter said it. Derek Jeter could have played another two years. But LeBron doesn't have to play for the Lakers. See, Derek Jeter had to stay with the Yankees. He couldn't go to the Rays or the Royals. There was a brand here. LeBron's brand, because he played for Cleveland and Miami and the Lakers, he can go wherever the hell he wants. So now, even though he's under contract and he's waiting for his son to come out of high school and skip through Wink Wink College to play with them, LeBron now holds the Lakers hostage because without LeBron James, they can't get Kyrie Irving. Without LeBron James, Anthony Davis won't want to stay. So LeBron knows that this is a power play coming up now. How do you believe, as the podcast Laker Homer, that he's going to handle this offseason? Will he disappear and go away, or will he make some noise? I don't think he's going to make any negative noise because I think he really likes being a Laker. I think he really likes for his brand and his future. I think he likes being anchored out of Hollywood. Uh, His children are going to school here. You know, he's rather square. He's a guy who uh, doesn't smoke or drink, I don't think. And uh, he's married to his high school sweetheart, and he has children with his high school sweetheart. And his kids, as young as he is, are now getting ready to go to college. And uh, one of them here in Southern California, I don't know if he's going to uproot after his child decides to go to school here in Los Angeles. And his other school kids are in school here in Los Angeles. You know, that has something to do with it. You know, some you know, he's, he does have a wife and children to consider with this. And, and he's, not a, he's not a big noisemaker. He's never, he's, he's, not, he's never been a noisemaker. I think what bothers, you know, I think who he voted for or talking about some social issues has bothered people, but that's so benign compared to, you know, trouble other athletes uh, get into. Uh, he's not flashing guns at clubs. You know, he says he votes for Hillary. Big fucking deal. But you know, one of the things I want to stop on, as you say, he doesn't make a lot of noise. You, the same thing could be said with Durant in a lot of ways. They make noise when they leave. See, Le- LeBron's left many times. Cleveland, Miami, back to Cleveland, right. the Lakers. When he leaves, it's an earthquake. When Durant leaves and goes oh, I see what you're to Brooklyn yeah. and then he wants to go somewhere else and he ends up with Phoenix. He doesn't talk a lot either, but when they leave, it's an earthquake and it affects the entire league. And for LeBron, I think it, the Kyrie Irving story is Kyrie was there in the elimination game. He sat under the court. He was there. He wanted to be seen. He wants to be a Laker. As we predicted on the JT and Looney podcast, he doesn't want to live in Texas. I mean, come right. give me a, Kyrie Irving wants to live in Texas with a you know five-gallon hat on and, and go around Texas. He wants out. He's going to make Mark Cuban uncomfortable. They're going to look to get something in return. He wants to pair up in Los Angeles. Anthony Davis has still got a couple of really good years left. He's just not going to play a lot of games. And then the other narrative is one that I just despise is, LeBron's getting older. He'll play less. Anthony Davis gets hurt. He'll play less. Kyrie only plays 60 games. That's all he's expected to do. And the Lakers proved that this year they didn't care at all about the regular season. They flipped the switch and got to the Western Conference Finals. They're going to do the same fucking thing next year. They're going to do the same thing. They're going yeah, to well, they 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 do it, the same they, thing. They can afford to do it next year because they'll have a hotter base than they did at the beginning of this year when they were 2-10 and 10 or whatever they were. Right. They were terrible when they started. They had a completely different team. Uh, people said it was the front office. Rob Polinka twice now has put together a team good enough to get to the Western Conference Finals. If, uh, a couple of years ago, it was good enough to win the NBA Finals. And, uh, and he, people still call for his head every time the Lakers hit a speed bump. 
But uh, so I think his job is good for several years now. After this happening as well, you have to give him a lot of credit. Although if you spend too much time, I, we've always felt this, talking about teams, GMs, people's uh, eyelids get heavy, uh, even though there's such a vital cog in this. Uh, I do. Kyrie Irving, Irving, if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't matter whether or not he annoys Mark Cuban. I believe he's an unrestricted free agent, if I am not mistaken, with Kyrie Irving. So who who desperately wants to be an L.A. Laker? And a lot of people do. That's another thing people hate. A lot of people would love to be an L.A. Laker, but there's only there's a certain amount of guys that can be. And I think that that's what. A lot of people who don't like the Lakers and a lot of people who who love teams in the Western Conference have to fear is that the Lakers went to the Western Conference Finals this year and they might bolster the team and be better next year. The other side is the age of these guys, as you mentioned. You know, that might that might be it for LeBron James. 38? Can you can you do that again? Yeah, at 39? Yeah, he can. He can. He can if you discount the regular season which is the elephant in the room topic. And Adam Silver, this is getting away from him. It's getting away from him. And the guys who deserve to discount the regular season are LeBron James. If you're 38 and you're the leading scorer in the history of the league, if you want to take it easy in the regular season, I get it. But the problem is these guys who are 23, 24, 25 have a bunch of veterans around them and coaches who don't have the balls to tell them to play hard every night. And you know, the early part of the NBA season, as we talk about, is so awful. Oh, I mean, when you start talking about October and <laughs> know, November know, and before Christmas, it is just garbage. And we saw it this year. The Warriors didn't care at all. The Lakers didn't care at all. The Heat, the Heat, an eight seed playing in the play-in game and in trouble, in trouble in the play-in round on the verge of elimination as we segue to the Heat, they didn't care about the regular season. That's obvious. Look how great they're playing. The only team that's left that cared from day one was Denver. And give Malone the head coach credit. Jamal Murray plays his ass God, off. they're good. They, they just play every game like it's a playoff game because they give back that entertainment and that effort to their fans. They deserve a lot of credit for that. And you got to have sympathy for the Denver Nuggets fans because Denver Nuggets have this buzzsaw that they've had the entire year. Mm-hmm. that just went through the hottest team that no one can stop talking about in the NBA, the L.A. Lakers. And then when they buzzsaw their way through the L.A. Lakers, we spend 20 minutes talking about the L.A. Lakers. So uh, who's going to stop the buzzsaw that is the Denver Nuggets? Nobody. Either are the Celtics uh, or, or, or the Heat going to stop, uh, especially the Heat, because it's probably going to be the Heat, going to stop these Denver Nuggets? I don't think so. Well, as we record this podcast, as I'm having just regular coffee, no Kahlua. If it was night, I'd have some Kahlua Ooh. in my coffee here. I went through Bailey. a Bailey's and coffee phase yes. from, from during the uh, during the pandemic, and mm. as I was watching Breaking Bad and and, and, and uh, Sopranos and binge watching, saying watching those shows that I said someday I'll have an excuse to binge watch these shows, and the pandemic. Gave me that excuse to be home, be home, be a good citizen, and and I added my Baileys to my coffee. So I went through a three-year Baileys phase. I finally stopped playing it. Well, you know, I want to just tell you this. As my son, who's the editor-in-chief of this podcast in regards to editing it, I will tell you that game six is game seven. And we've talked about this our entire career. The Heat in Boston, game six Game is game six seven is because game the Heat seven. have zero point zero 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 one percent to win game seven in the Boston Garden. 
So they're not getting back on the plane and going back to Boston. They won two in the Boston Garden. They're not going to win game seven. They're not going to win game seven after we saw the last two games. So they better head home in Miami and game six. Eric Spolster, you know that term, burn the boats? (laughs) Yes, yes. All those guys on the heat have boats. They all have jet skis and boats. Take them right to Biscayne Bay and take them right up to their arena and burn them at the shore and say, this is it. Because if we lose this game, they are going to be the laughing stock in the history of sports. It's 151 and oh, that's insane. 151 because the Lakers were the 151 team. They were down three nothing. They didn't mm. come back. They got swept. Boston, when this is going to happen, it's going to happen because there's a team that's in the perfect scenario to do this. The Red Sox did this to my Yankees mm-hmm. in 2004. Yankees were up three nothing. In order for them to come back against the Yankees, they needed a bunch of breaks but they were a great team. A great team can do that. That's why I believe the Celtics are interesting here. They're the two seed. They're the high seed. They're playing a low seed. They have better players. Their best player, Jason Tatum, is better than Jimmy Butler. They have better depth. They play better defense. And they got the wake-up call. So they have the formula to come back from 0-3 to do it. Now, the odds say they won't. But I made it clear the other day, and I said it on a couple of platforms, Watch out, because when they won that first game, which was game four, they did it in Miami, and they outplayed them, and Miami got outplayed in an elimination game. That was a warning sign. Then Miami didn't show up in Boston for the next one. I mean, they were five minutes into the game. It was over. That's concerning because Spolstra and Pat Riley are really sharp to let that happen, and we'll see what happens in game six. I'm going to give Boston the advantage to do this. Cortez was a great warrior, a great Mexican warrior, and I was, uh, as you know, I have so many... Did Mel Gibson play him in that movie? Uh, Oh, I'm not sure. You know, I I always have schemes going on. A couple years ago, I was looking at uh, the prices of... You know, of oceanfront homes on the Sea of Cortez compared to Malibu. <laughs> and a friend of mine, I was telling my friend Mike Hamilton, the kid I went to the Rolling Stones concert on July 4th back in the day when we were 15 years old. I love telling that story. And he said, burn the boats. And I said, I didn't know what he's talking about. It was Cortez who did it. It was Cortez who made sure that they burned the boats so they came out onto the shore. And, oh, I thought uh, that was the Pilgrims. I thought the Pilgrims. No, it was it was Cortez. He was the one that did it first. So I just I just only found that out recently, and now it means so much more to me because I I didn't uh, even realize that uh, Mike was that smart. But a couple of great things going on here. Shout out to our friend George Sedano from ESPN. Mm-hmm. His dad, who is no longer with us, was always a huge Miami Heat fan. So. Uh, at the end of Game 3, I sent him a text and said, thinking of your dad, because he wrote a great article once in ESPN about uh, his relationship with his dad and with the Miami Heat because of his dad, his love for the Heat, being a Miami kid himself. So I always uh, cheer for George when the Miami Heat are doing well in the memory of his father. And it's great watching coaching. You know, coaching doesn't really sell tickets or get televisions turned on. But it's amazing the job that's being done by Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. So this is fun, what's going on with the Heat. But the New York Islanders aren't walking through that door. The team of your youth, JT, who also came back during playoffs down three games to none back in the day. The very few teams have done that. I don't know if the Boston Celtics are going to be able to do it either, though. Do you think in game six it's going to happen? 
Yeah, I'm sensing that this is going to happen. And yeah, I, because, I do. I, I mean, 151 and 0, the teams that are ahead, three games to none. It's also, I don't know. Look, it was going to be really exciting and great for the NBA because the Celtics are a bigger draw than the Heat if this happens. Oh, of course. I just don't think it's going to happen. The problem is for the Heat is that Boston's in their head and Boston's playing now with a lot of confidence. Yeah. But I think Miami will make some adjustments at home. Look, if, they, if Miami chokes this series away, it will stay with Jimmy Butler the rest of his life. Jimmy Butler, is, he is already a great player. He's not a superstar. He's not Jordan, LeBron. He's never Kobe. But Look he's terrific. And he's really a player. And I think maybe uh, because of what he's done in the playoffs, he's really got more buzz than he's ever had. But he'll get it in a worth. <laughs> it's going to come back at him if they end up losing this. Absolutely. Memorial Day. People are confused about is Memorial Day is always the Monday. But it's Happy Memorial Day weekend. And then it's Memorial Day on Monday. I've always loved Memorial Day. Memorial Day 1996. I started my career. That is my anniversary date. So this Monday I'll be on. I've never missed a Memorial Day. Been on. That's a fun fact. JT the Brick fun fact for the kid young kid. You always made us come in because it was so always made so much to you. (laughs) I don't mind working Memorial Day because our shifts gave us the ability if we're working nights, we could do it during the day and all that. Plus, I like the holiday. Plus, it's always around the NBA finals and the hockey playoffs. So it's a good time to go to work. So I'll be celebrating that on the air on Mad Dog Sports Radio on Monday. Memorial Day, and uh, just blessed to still be on the radio to do this podcast with you another year. All right, and we've had this conversation before, uh, but not often enough, probably. It's not Happy Memorial Day. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a day about tombstones and funerals, and uh, it certainly was back in uh, the mid-'90s. It was a really cool day for you to kick off your career on Memorial Day, so you've got happy memories of Memorial Day, and so do I when it comes to riding my bike in the Memorial Day parade, which we had in my hometown because we had quite a large Civil War cemetery, <clears throat> and the, the parade would start downtown and it would end at the Civil War cemetery, uh, which had both soldiers from the North and South. But uh, and my dad, who, who, who if he had never served the country, I might have had around for a while. Uh, and and a lot of people's dads, mostly guys who have uh, died over the centuries, but some moms, too. Uh, and that's who we uh, salute is those gravestones. So not always a happy day, not a big flag waving day uh, in America. It's uh, it's a day to remember, to memorialize those who died way, way, way too young, leaving behind wife and children. So uh, always be careful about saying happy Memorial Day. How do you do that? How do you handle that? Because there's so many scoundrels that say happy Memorial Day. Well, right. And I don't know. How how do you avoid that? What do you just say? Memorial Day or it's not not Memorial Day? What do you say? You can't say happy Fourth of July. It's not happy Memorial Day. Well, I know. And it's they're not scoundrels. It's just me being word police. (laughs) But uh, nevertheless, it is a time that we're supposed to remember. It's a time to put a flower on a tombstone, not necessarily a happy day. But what do you do when people say it? Uh, you leave them alone. You don't be a Tom Looney and start <laughs> giving them a long lecture, Bob. It's a sad day. Uh, usually people are happy because they're getting together with family and making cheeseburgers in the backyard. I watched Air. I finally knocked out the movie. It was fantastic. <gasps> I really liked it, it too. Fantastic. 
It was so good because they did what you're supposed to do in a movie. You're supposed to connect with people from that age bracket. So my wife is watching next to us and watching with the kids, and I could just see my wife. That was her era. That's her age, the music, the first five minutes of it, the MTV era, Michael Jordan coming through. It just brought back memories, not to ruin the movie. They tied up the movie beautifully, like I love when they told you what those actors and the, 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 the people they were playing, what they're doing in life, how much Jordan is making from the air brand and all right. that. So they put a bow on it, which I like with movies. And they did a great job. I didn't think I was going to like, I know, I know Sonny Vaccaro from him being in Vegas. And I've been right. multiple times. I haven't He's seen him. He's always been very talk show friendly, Sonny Vaccaro. Always been. He's yep. really tight with One Steve Hartman and people that yep. we know. And I, I would like to, you know, go back in the hot tub time machine and find some of the conversations we had. Matt Damon looked nothing like Sonny, which kind of got me <laughs> in the know. beginning. And I didn't think Ben Affleck looked like Phil Knight, but the longer it went on, I was buying right. into Ben Affleck, who did a nice job. It was of so Knight. good. Yeah. They so were, the movie was well done. Oh, it was very well done. I like how they dealt with everything. I like, uh, well, won't ruin anything either, how they, how they dealt with the Michael Jordan character. Very, very clever. Oh, my God. And Michael Jordan's mother, played by Viola Davis. She was so good. And the balls it took for Sonny Vaccaro to do what he did. And you, you love when people dare to dream. Mm-hmm. You, love, you, you We all, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy with big goals, and I'm a big fan of people writing down their goals and daring to dream and going after what seems like impossible goals, as everyone says. What are you doing? You can't get that done. And the reason why it's not as hard to achieve big goals as people think it is because people don't have the balls to go after them. I also love the aspect that it's in Nike's up in Oregon and it's raining a lot and the running shoe and Phil Knight's basically just selling shoes to runners, but it has a monopoly on that. Right. And what they did and Jason Bateman played the character, the sports market. So good. (laughs) Figure out how to save their Nike basketball division, which was nothing. And they were going to. When you got Marty from Ozark in charge of saving the basketball division, it's going to get. Sick. And a billionaire and Phil Knight, a new billionaire at that time, a brand new billionaire, yeah. didn't want to put two hundred and fifty thousand dollars into one player. They were going to spread it out into three players to try to sprinkle a little bit because they knew they couldn't get Michael Jordan, the top three player, Sam Bowie. They weren't going to get him. So to see that philosophy change, and it has a lot to do with podcasts. I tied it into a lot of things in my life. I really did. That was a takeaway I wanted to share with you on the podcast about the air movie was when they pivoted, Sonny Vaccaro said, we want to use all of our money to try to get Michael Jordan, not to get Michael Jordan, because David Falk was not going to let that happen. And Adidas was the front runner, clearly no doubt about it. And then Nike went all in. They went balls in the way you're supposed to, to try to go. And that's what we should be doing in life. We should be doing that in business podcast, radio, Couldn't agree more. whatever you do. Oh. That was a takeaway for me in the movie. And uh, and what's also fun is, I don't think we give anything away here, the shoe companies were always, uh, their pitch always was, you're going to be really lucky to be with us. And Nike turned it around and made the pitch, we're going to be really lucky to be with you. And made it about him. And that really worked as well. And it was so much fun seeing the kind of square, effeminate guy who worked in the basement who designed the shoes. He was a great character of no great fame. 
uh, compared to the other characters in the movie. But he was a really big part of, of getting this together because he designed the shoe. He designed the shoe in a weekend. <laughs> in a weekend. Yeah. You know, talk about working Memorial Day weekend. Right. Back to me. Uh, they were working <laughs> that weekend to try to get that shoe ready, the Air Jordan shoe ready, and then to come up with the name Air Jordan. Yeah, that was fantastic. Well, right, because the shoe the, the shoe was the star with, with when it came to Magic and Bird and everyone else. Well, the shoe was the star. And in this case, the star was the star, and the shoe would be named after the player. And that had never been done before. So they did all the right things to pull him in. And it was just superbly done. And it wasn't, as you could probably tell from the settings as well. They did spend money on settings because you got to make things look like it's uh, the 1980s. And they did spend a lot of, a lot of money on music. But the, music the rest. Great. Yeah. And so that, oh, that cost a lot. It was unbelievable. Cost right. a lot of money to, to, to have all those soundtracks. But they didn't spend a lot, a lot on everything else. It looked to me to be like a moderately budgeted film. And maybe one of the reasons I think that is now that you mention it, maybe because it was so dark and cloudy all the time <laughs> and the film. Because I was... like my concerts to sound like the record. I've said that over the years. Oh, yes. I don't want any ad living at my concerts. Yes, I, know. I go to see the Eagles. It sounds just like Hotel California. Yes. Right? I see the They're Stones. about the tightest, by the way, the tightest live band in the history yeah, of live bands. The, Stones, the Eagles are very important in my life. The Stones, Stones sound nothing. Like I know. <laughs> Nothing like that, but this movie, early on, I was able to say, okay, Matt Damon doesn't look like Sonny. Ben Affleck doesn't look like Phil Knight. Get that out of my head. Get that out of my head. Yep. And then what they did with Michael Jordan was brilliant. Brilliant, as Ben Affleck said. I agree. Brilliant decision to do that. And they hooked me in with the soundtrack, Viola Davis, the family connection of a mom and the son. But most importantly, as I said, go watch the movie Air because it, it tells you in a time when you're not confident, you don't know what's going to be there. I'm a former stockbroker. Every cold call I made, never knew. Never knew if I'd get a sale. But you keep knocking down the door, Sonny Vaccaro didn't quit. It was his vision to do yeah. and get that one player, and he wasn't going to quit. He was going to knock down the door until he got it, and fortunately he did. And one of the things that was fascinating by that was, you know, you could be wrong, but as he watched the, the videotape of Michael Jordan's, and this doesn't really give anything away, I hope, mm -hmm. the videotape of, Michael, videotape of Michael Jordan's game-winning shot in the NCAA Finals, and he watched it over and over again, and he was just looking at body language. He was a body language expert like Bill O'Reilly used yeah. to have back Fox in the day. Fox people. <laughs> The previous and, lineup, not the shitty one now. Oh, right. Oh, my not God. the new Fox News lineup Ooh. that has like D-list people and, and F-list guests. Ugh. I had to get that in because I see the clock ticking down. I had to get that in. <laughs> uh, when he was just, oh, he would rewind and play and collect those big clunky machines, rewind and play, rewind and play, looking at Michael Jordan's body language, thinking he's from a different planet. We got to get this guy or nothing. And, you know, that uh, who says that those type of instincts are correct? But he was. It was really cool. And I recommend everybody go see it uh, as we wrap this oh, up. One quick thing, too, as I will mention, as we'll just end on a non-sports note with uh, Vatican Girl, which is on Netflix, uh, mm -hmm. June 22nd, 1983. 
Uh, there was a family that lived and worked in the Vatican, and so did their parents and their parents' parents, mm. and their and their and, and so they had worked for seven popes. It takes a long time to work for seven popes. That family had worked for seven popes because in our lifetime we've only had a couple in our entire lifetime, right? So this uh, young girl leaves her apartment at 15 years old, never to be seen again. She goes to school in the Vatican. There's a, you know, there's a school right outside in Rome. Mm -hmm. And she's uh, her, Emanuela Orlandi. And it's one of, the, one of the most fascinating capers you'll ever watch. Is it a movie or documentary? It's a documentary, a four-part series oh, about it. this. And, you know, at, at one point, and this doesn't ruin anything either, I hope, Spoiler alert. The Pope comes over to the apartment to visit to pay his respects to the family about their missing child. And even he said, Pope John Paul II mentions that, you know, there's terrorists involved. So we just hope. And then no one had ever said there was terrorists involved. That wasn't the way the police were even investigating it. So there's also lots of conspiracy theories about what happened to this girl. And it's really good. One more, one more plug for Conor McGregor's documentary series. Oh, right, yes. That is on go, my list. Go watch that. And you as a bodybuilder, a fitness guy, not giving away too much because it was, you know, during the COVID years mm -hmm. at the height. The way this guy fought through injuries, catastrophic injuries, you know, breaking his ankle. Right. Went the, the way he got back to training and in the gym, is an inspiration to everyone who needs to get their body oh, up and wow. moving. Yes. You, you, you know, That's all of us. That's all of us need to be moving. moving. Just walk, just do something. The respect, and this was probably a propaganda piece for Conor McGregor, who's had some immature behavior. And yeah, but so what? I, I saw the trailer. That's all. You told me to watch it to be ready for today. and I, I No, we just I, go. I wanted to tell our but, audience. But I watched watch the trailer. It. I watched the trailer. And you're right. It is. It doesn't matter whose side, because a documentary is always made from someone's yeah, side. Yeah, it's more about Conor McGregor becoming Who cares? a dad for the first time, second time, third job. But what he had to deal with, what he had to deal with I love when it. he was injured. You know, I'm around a lot of football players, and I watch football right. players go through injuries. I have a lot of respect for athletes who get injured and then come back and play. Some well, don't. And, 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 and MMA guys and UFC guys, what they go through, even the ones who fuck up, and so they all, they, you know, they're all pretty chippy and fuck up, and sometimes get arrested. And one of the greatest ones ever is from my area code, John Bones Jones, from the six oh seven, and he can't stay out of trouble. But also the discipline that they all have, including him and McGregor, to get to the gym and learn all those different trades that they have to learn to uh, to become a UFC champion is incredible. To, to see and to watch, and so I can't wait. Have a pleasant Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Very good. Talk to you all bit. See you. Very good. All right. Very good looking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.